Issues. Real kids, real questions. Hi, welcome to Kids Cues. I'm Kate. And I'm Dylan. And in today's podcast, we're going to be discussing screen time, and more specifically gaming. Given that so many of us have been stuck at home recently, thanks to the coronavirus... Yes, thank you, COVID-19. It won't come as a surprise that there's been a big surge in gaming around the world. Yeah, definitely. With games such as Fortnite, Call of Duty, Spider-Man and Minecraft among the most popular. Yeah, and we often hear that screen time causes conflict in families... Especially mine. (laughs) And mine, definitely mine. And many experts are really worried that kids are spending way too much time on their PCs and Playstations and whatever other devices we have around these days. So in today's podcast, we're going to have a little bit of a chat with an expert who spent 15 years studying the impact of digital technology on young brains. She's going to answer some really good questions from students at Applecross Primary School in WA. And this is really important because last year, the World Health Organization officially classified video addiction as a disorder. Wow, that's really worrying for Very worrying. our future yeah. and maybe some other people's, probably. And you would not believe in China, the government has introduced laws banning kids from playing games between the hours of 10pm and 8am. Wow. And you're only allowed to play for 90 minutes on weekdays and only three hours on weekends. Honestly, I can't even imagine that. I am thrilled that we don't have these rules in Australia. More than thrilled. (laughs) Because many of us, gaming has been a great way to keep in touch with our mates during lockdown. Yeah, exactly. But when does being on your device go from just a little bit of fun to an addiction. Well, that is a bit of a worry, but studies show certain games can improve your problem-solving skills and your hand-eye coordination. So to get the facts on all of this, today's guest is a researcher, an author, public speaker, and most importantly, a mum of three boys. Dr Christy Goodwin, thank you for joining us on Kids Cues. It's great to be here. And we're so glad to have you here. And obviously, because we're kids and we love playing video games, Definitely. but we, <laughs> we hear so many negatives about it, which is why it's great to chat to an expert. And I'm curious, as a mum of three boys, do you also have gaming issues in your family? Look, my son, who's nine, is convinced that he's the only boy in all of Australia who doesn't have his own gaming console. Um, But he also does play games. He just doesn't have his own console to do it on yet. So, yes, we've had tears and tantrums in our house um, with arguments and complaints about screen time and gaming, um, but they also definitely do use technology. So they get their fair share, but we've got some boundaries in place. You're not alone with the tantrums. Definitely not. (laughs) Okay, well, let's jump in. We have some really interesting questions from the Year 5s at Applecross, and the first one is from Will. What's an appropriate amount of time to spend on screen time each day? Does it change depending on whether you are gaming, creating or doing schoolwork? Well, Will has asked a question that most parents ask. I travel throughout Australia speaking to parents and this is parents' biggest digital dilemma. And it's really hard to give a specific amount of time that kids should be spending on their devices. So I say to people, the best way to figure out if you're spending too much time is to ask yourself questions about the three Bs. The first one is, is your tech time interfering with your basic needs? So are you getting enough sleep, play, movement, relationships? The second B is, can you stick to your boundaries? 
can you stick to the limits that you start to um, impose with your screen time? And the third B, and I know kids don't like hearing this one, but it's so important for your brain and body, and that is do you still have opportunities to be bored? So if you make sure your tech time isn't interfering with your basic needs, you can follow the boundaries without always having tears and tantrums and you still make sure you're getting bored, then chances are that you've got some good digital habits. Oh, okay. So it's kind of all about boundaries and balance then? That's right. Not a specific amount of time. This next question is from Gwenny, who wants to know about addiction to gaming, why and how it happens. What makes some people addicted to gaming? Why do kids get addicted to gaming but not to doing homework? These are questions that researchers are still wrestling with and we don't yet have a a really comprehensive and clear picture. What we know is that it is very unlikely that um, children, um, especially under under 13, would um, be able to be clinically or medically diagnosed as having an internet addiction. I think we use that word very loosely. What we know happens with many um, children is that they develop some problematic digital behaviours. So I like to refer to this as a digital obsession um, or some unhealthy digital boundaries um, rather than calling it an addiction. The research actually tells us that for somebody to be clinically diagnosed as having an internet addiction, um, it would only affect between 0.3 and 1% of the population. Just because you find it difficult to stop Um, doesn't mean that you're necessarily addicted. And there's some very clever design techniques that um, game developers deploy to actually make these games really hard to stop playing. The biggest trick is one that we call the state of insufficiency. When we're gaming, we never, ever feel done. There's always another level or a battle or more points I could earn. Um, And so this is one of the reasons that we find it hard to switch off. I'm sure lots of people are quite glad to hear that even if they can't seem to get off their video games, they're not necessarily addicted. That's actually quite comforting. Yeah, I know my mum's probably really happy about that. (laughs) And also, it's interesting to note many of the top games around the world are violent. In fact, this leads us to our next question from Monty. Most games have an age rating, but we know lots of kids play games that have an older age rating. How do they determine the age rating for games? Would you let a young child play games that are rated 12 plus like Fortnite? This is a real problem because we have so many different classification schemes um, throughout Australia and globally. So it depends on what platform and even the same game can have different ratings on different um, platforms. So it's really hard to figure out how these ratings work because there's not sort of consistent um, criteria that they need to meet. Um, I tend to suggest that children don't play games that are older than the recommended age. Um, There are usual legal reasons um, why you shouldn't be playing those games, Um, and it usually has to do with the data that you have to reveal when signing up. So maybe you have to reveal your full name, your date of birth, and we have to be very careful about children um, revealing that sort of sensitive data. I've also heard that in America, 12 plus actually means... 13 and over, but in Australia it actually means 12 and over. Is this a problem that you would say needs to be fixed in Australia, maybe change the age rating? Yes, I actually think we need a global age range rating because um, most of us are now playing multiplayer online games, so we need to have consistent rules, I think, across all countries to make sure that it's basically a level playing field and that we've got 
um, consistent guidelines or classification criteria um, across different platforms. So in Australia, we've got Google Age Ratings, we've got App Store Ratings, and we've got the Australian Classification Board, and there's a whole lot more. And so there's no consistency. So I think we definitely do need a global um, rating system for games. Will also has um, a great question in relation to this topic. How does gaming affect the brain? Is there any differences between violent, creative and learning games? What we know with the negative um, antisocial type of violent games is that it can desensitise players to violence. Now you can respawn yourself. You can easily murder someone online. Um, and you're actually, in most of these games, rewarded for your aggressive or antisocial behaviour. The second problem is that we know our brain um, has something in it called mirror neurons. And this means that we are hardwired as humans to copy and imitate what we see. And so if we're playing games and we imitate the aggressive, violent or antisocial behaviour, we may be more likely to, to copy that. And the third thing we know about gaming, and I talked about this just before, is that dopamine. Remember that, that hormone, that, that neurotransmitter that makes us feel good? The problem with that dopamine is we want more and more of it and it can stop the part of our brain from regulating our behaviour. So there are some negative impacts, um, especially if we're not playing the right types of games um, for our age range. So it's really bad because some of these games are actually terrible for you. Yeah, especially games like PUBG, I guess, which has a lot of shooting and violence. Yeah. Umbra wants to know if some of them can be good for you. Like, what are the possible benefits? We hear lots of negatives about kids gaming. But I was wondering if there are any positives. Will I get more life skills and better creativity if I play games? Oh, what a wonderful question. And also a question that a lot of researchers and educators and parents are looking at um, as well. And I really want to point out that there are some positive benefits with gaming. Um, in fact, we've done a number of studies where we look at the use of educational games um, games-based learning um, as a way or a platform for children to learn educational concepts, particularly concepts that kids often don't want to learn. You know, those tricky math um, and science concepts that are hard to learn? Well, they're so much more appealing and enjoyable to learn via a gaming platform. So we know that gaming, particularly if you're using it as an educational platform or for creativity, um, can really boost our problem-solving skills. It can, it can also develop our language skills. Um, we can develop pro-social skills. Um, there are learning benefits. Um, you know, when we're playing games, we often have to plan and evaluate and hypothesize um, our actions. So these are some really um, positive high-order thinking skills. Um, and we can also use it. Um, a lot of adults are actually using gaming um, for training simulators, so practicing some real-life skills. So there are definitely some benefits and merits of gaming, um, especially if we're using more types of educational and creative um, pursuits. Yes, I know when I play Minecraft, well, I would have never known that glass was made from sand. So I guess games like that do have some benefits as well. Yeah. Absolutely, and it's through that incidental learning that you will learn powerful skills. So next time mum and dad and your teachers are telling you gaming's bad for you, make sure you point out some of those as well. That is totally some good news for kids who enjoy technology, especially me and Dylan. Um, Dr <laughs> yep. Goodwin, thanks for being with us on Kids Cues. It's a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. And thank you to all the Year 5s at Applecross Primary for your questions. 
Next week on Kids Cues, we'll be talking about the very well-known coronavirus, or COVID-19. Of course, if you told me a year ago that we would be staying home from school, not playing sport, and not being able to use the playground, I would have never believed you. This has really been a major event in our lives. And what we all want to know is what happens next, and how are the experts all over the world working hard on a vaccine? Well, all that and more next time. If you'd like to contact Kids Cues with your ideas, send us an email to kids at thewest.com.au. No capitals. Well, that's it from us. Until then, bye for now. Kids Cues, brought to you by the West Australian's Ed Magazine and 7 West Media Education.